Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Friday, December 8th, 2023. And our top story today, holiday pet dangers. Joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Renee Schmidt is with the Pet Poison Helpline. Renee, great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. You bet. Thank you so much for having me. At, Renee, you know, this is a fun time of the year. You, a lot of people who celebrate Christmas get a Christmas tree or they just in general decorate um, their homes and, and get excited about the holidays, gift giving, exchanges, et cetera. But there are some real concerns if you have a loving pet, a dog, cat, chinchilla, you got to be careful with them as well. There are some dangers out there for them. Yeah, you bet. And this time of year, there's just new things, as you mentioned, Christmas trees and decorations and more food and snacks are sitting out and the routine of the household has changed and schedules have changed. And so everyone's just a little bit off and maybe not as cautious as they usually are at other times of the year. And and are you seeing more volume, a higher volume of, of poison related calls? And I'm not saying, in saying that people intend to poison their animals. I think it's quite contrary. I think it's just maybe some ignorance there, but are you seeing a do you generally see a higher volume of calls saying, help me, what do I do? Absolutely. So November and December are often our highest volume months um, out of the year. And the most well-intentioned pet owner and the most cautious of pet owners, things can happen. And again, as we get into this, the schedule changes and just everything going on and added stress that um, even the, the most well-intentioned of, of people can leave something out and their animal can get into it. And, and the holidays, look, I, I think the, I think some people enjoy the, the stress of going shopping. You know, you hear about the Black Friday sales and people get in line, but that stress also follows the animal. As you said, the disruption of the schedule, maybe, uh, you know, the dog or cat, their home has been disrupted and that creates anxiety. And maybe that anxiety creates, hey, I'm going to gnaw on the Christmas tree. I'm going to gnaw on... Uh, um, I don't know, a decoration. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's something that's new in the environment. So it's, it's new. Animals are curious by nature and they explore with their mouths. And so it's very common for them to go up to something that's new or different in the household. And maybe, maybe they're licking it. Maybe they're chewing it. Maybe they're, you're, they're trying to, they end up ingesting it. And it's something that when we think about um, Christmas trees or the poinsettia or a, a nice floral display, or maybe we're having that day of baking, all those baked goods where the animal is usually, oh, so good and doesn't usually ever, you know, jump up onto the countertop or something like that. And now all of this is going on. And as you mentioned, they're a little bit stressed because the owner's a little bit stressed. They're feeding off of that to an extent. And so now they're they're getting a little bit more curious or anxious, wanting to wanting to be involved and help out as much as they can. You know, one of the things I thought was really interesting in the, in, in reviewing the, the the release and the information uh, you put out, your your organization put out. I know you're, there are many other people behind that. Was chocolate? Um, I like chocolate. I have a sweet tooth from time to time. Most people do. 
you talked about baking cookies, but chocolate, chocolate chips, chocolate can be very uh, harmful to a dog or a cat. Absolutely. And it depends on the type of chocolate. So when we think about the darker chocolates or the less sweetened chocolates, so our baker's chocolate, semi-sweet chocolate chips, dark chocolates with a higher cacao percentage, those have a much higher concentration of the toxic component called theobromine than what maybe a milk chocolate would or a, a much lower, uh, like the low end of the dark chocolate or even white chocolate. And so those are things when we're, you know, our kitchen is filled with baker's chocolate and semi-sweet chocolate chips in the holidays. And so just that sheer higher concentration of theobromine in chocolate is much different than maybe Valentine's Day where the Hershey Kisses are sitting out on the coffee table. Yeah, uh, don't, don't, tell, don't talk to me about Hershey Kisses. I totally enjoy those as well. Uh, Renee, last question before we go to a, a commercial break. You mentioned poinsettias. They're a beautiful plant. In fact, when I was in high school, we had to sell them as part of a class project. Uh, this is many, many, 30 plus years ago. But there are, there are um, plants, lilies, for example, that are detrimental and harmful to cats and dogs. Yeah, so the biggest one I always like to point out is the true lilies in cats. So those are our oriental lilies, Asiatic lilies, tiger lilies, Easter lilies, which will come up in the Easter time. And those are ones that we can see kidney failure developing in cats. Fortunately, we only see stomach upset in dogs, but in cats, these can be highly fatal. Very common to see one of those oriental or Asiatic lilies in a beautiful holiday bouquet. And so something that we want to really try to avoid having in a bouquet if there's a cat in the household. Even if that cat doesn't normally jump up on the table, Again, it's something that they certainly may because they're attracted to the to the sense of that of that beautiful bouquet. Uh, poinsettias, they really get the bad rap. They're going to cause stomach upset. They're not going to cause a potential fatal poisoning. They are considered toxic because they do have create that negative sign. But fortunately, it's just going to be stomach upset. If you have a dog or a cat that's continually eating the poinsettia, it's probably nice to have it out of the way just so they're not constantly having stomach upset, but fortunately not a concern of fatality. Yeah, uh, and you probably want to get, get it out of the way because you don't want to ruin a carpet. Correct, a yeah, that's yeah. A, nobody that's wants a, that's to be a, cleaning that up. Yeah, and I've been there with our cats. Um, that's a whole nother story. We need to talk about pet cleaning in a different, different uh, segment. Uh, Renee, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about more you can do to prevent a holiday poisoning of your pet. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. 
But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses, I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Well, Renee, thanks so much for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. You bet. Thank you. Yeah, it's a fun one. Uh, informational. And I, I always love talking about our, our you know, pet, pets. I love talking about dogs, cats. I had gerbils and hamsters growing up. Um, maybe they're not as... Um, pressured in terms of the the holiday uh, dangers that we're talking about, but still, I always enjoyed um, having them out and playing with them. Uh, Renee, let's talk about holiday guests. And a lot of times when, uh, you know, uh, you go to grandma's house or, or grandma and grandpa come to you, that can create a, a different environment and also put a pet in danger. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of times when we have household guests, they may be bringing medications it may be prescription medications, or it may just be supplements and vitamins, daily vitamins, things that most people will think are not really problematic because they take them safely on a daily basis. And a lot of times when we go to someone's house, where do we set our bag or our suitcase on the floor? And we often put our medications or, or supplements, over-the-counter supplements in a baggie instead of in their regular container. And we put it in that bag or that suitcase. And then the, the household pet kind of is exploring, looking things around. Again, they, they like to explore with their mouths. And so they find these bags or these medications and then they ingest them and could be definitely problematic. And it isn't just our prescription medications that are a concern. It's over-the-counter supplements and vitamins as well that could be problematic. And so I always encourage if you're going to have a house guest right away when they come in, just say, do you have any medications or supplements that we can put up in a, up in a cabinet for you so that, you know, our pet doesn't get into it? And that can be really helpful. And we definitely see an increase in the number of calls with exposures in this exact situation where someone came over, they had medications with them. Now they're not exactly sure what medication the pet got into because they were in a baggie and they weren't in their normal um, pill vial. And so having to really find out what the medication was and the amount and those types of things can be challenging. And so just um, encouraging them proactively asking, do you have medications or supplements? Let's, let me put these, let me put these in this cabinet for you. Yeah. Uh, Renee, I grew up with Mr. Yuck. I don't know if you recall Mr. Yuck and the stickers as kids, you know, this, you remember, and they would put the sticker on something that you weren't supposed yes. to eat. Now, clearly that's not going to work with a dog, but I guess I want to ask I you, don't think so. no, I mean, they don't know Mr. Yuck or dog yuck or whatever, but let me ask you, um, God forbid, uh, Christmas morning, you see old Fido on the ground. Um, what do you do if, if they're looking ill and you see a, a bottle or, or a, a chewed up poinsettia, 
what what is what are the steps that a dog owner or a cat owner need to take to to help Fido out? Yeah. So the first thing is don't panic. And a lot of times it's natural for us. It's for us to get very um, upset and nervous in a situation that we just don't know what to do with, or we're not, we don't know what's going to happen. But we really want you to stay calm as that pet owner so that and gather up as much information as you can. If you find that chewed pill vial or bottle of medication that's on the floor and there's anything that's around there, so pick up any medication that might have been dropped and not ingested, one, so the animal doesn't get into it anymore, but also to see how much is left and how much is missing. And then either call your veterinarian if they're available or call Pet Poison Helpline. We are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We never close. Uh, we're always here to help pet owners as well as the treating veterinarians to make sure to assess, is this going to be problematic or not? If it is, is there something that can be done at home for the pet? If it can, we'll discuss that. If it's something that has to be treated with the veterinarian, then we'll recommend they get transferred over to a veterinarian for care. And then we'll talk with that veterinary clinic to let them know these are the concerns we have. These are the things that may happen and how long it may last. These are the treatments that we recommend they get. And so we really offer that full kind of service advice and consultation from the moment something has happened to the time they get back home safely with their pet owner. This is, I would say as a pet owner, this is probably, you know, I often feel this if a loved one is sick or injured, it's out of my control. I, I, there's nothing I can do. And I, I would imagine it's mentally stressful, not only for the pet owner, but also for the animal. And there's going to be some repercussions once the dog or the cat or the animal is, is cured, feeling better. There's probably some PTSD involved with, um, you know, the post-stress environment. Oh, absolutely. And I've been a veterinarian for over 20 years. And when it comes to things with my pets, I feel like I'm, I'm lost. I, you know, that emotion, that emotional attachment, they're members of our family and that, that comes through. And so I'm not thinking as a veterinarian anymore. I'm thinking as a pet owner and, a, and, and my family member is, is injured or ill. And so we're, we're able to provide that resource for pet owners to give you that reassurance and that comfort. And you know, we'll, we'll help, we'll help you take care of that pet. Yeah. Uh, really important. I, you know, it's one of these things, especially if you're a newer pet owner, Renee, uh, maybe you picked up a pet during the pandemic. Uh, a lot of people did. You may not be aware of all these things and it's just good to kind of refresh yourself. Renee, we're going to have to leave it there. Great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. You bet. Thank you so much. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more in all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, and visit our website. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRN Weekly. We'll be breaking down markets for the week and then taking a look back at some of our best segments of BRN AM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe. Keep on saving. And don't forget, roll with the changes.
Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.